powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, Leafs fans, and welcome to Game Over Toronto. My name's Arnish, and I have my constant co-host with me, Armand. And um, we have the unfortunate duty to break down this absolutely horrendous game uh, against the Golden Knights. Um, this was not fun at all. But before we go into the heartbreak and bring out the pitchforks, uh, let's channel some happy thoughts. Uh, I just want to wish um, everyone who celebrates a happy Diwali. I hope you have a great uh, a great day with your family, your friends, your loved ones. Um, and yeah, but one other thing. I know this is a hockey podcast, Armand, but I'd be reminiscent if I didn't uh, shout out uh, my cricket India team. We took it's the Wally. I'll allow it. Hey, listen, listen. We took on Pakistan the day before the Wally, and we absolutely destroyed them. Well, it was a very tough game. <laughs> I mean, destroyed them. It listen, like the last... destroyed them in my heart. But it was a fantastic game. Easily the best game I've ever watched. Seeing goalie in form. Seeing my Gujarat Titans captain Hardik Pandya bowling beautifully. I'm gonna point out the coldest take you've ever had. What? Harnish doesn't like baseball because he thinks it's boring and slow, which is fine. He's a zoomer and he watches things on like two times speed because he has that. You have the attention fish. Uh, you have the attention span of a. Oh really? Fish. You this come from a guy who doesn't but, even know okay, proper English, which is fine. <laughs> which is fine. You're a zoomer, but I'm a zoomer. Where I draw the line, you're just a boomer. Thinking ba- baseball is boring this? and then loving cricket as much as you do. This you is a stay up, take, okay? You stay up on weekends to watch the Gujarat Titans in the IPL. Hey, who won? Who won? Oldest take. My team. Yeah, that's My your team, I baby. want Iguodala take. Thinking baseball is boring and then loving cricket. <laughs> hey. Harnish, Harnish went to a James game and then in the bottom of the ninth, we were down one run and he left. <laughs> Okay, and then that was we not my fault. Won. That was not we my won fault. On that was not homer, my fault. That was that was our friends for all. And then our he has friend. the goal to come back no. and be like, "Oh, oh my god, bored. shut the hell up!" Anyways, I we left happy because Diwali. our friend told us to leave. Happy You're really here to shit disturb. Right? You're here to shit disturb. <laughs> Let's talk about this shit show of a game. <laughs> yeah, let's get back into the podcast. But before we we get into it, first and foremost, we got to shout out our sponsor, Sports Interaction, for their continued support of Game Over. Wanna bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sportsbook. Football continues, the World Series is around the corner, and they have dropped the puck on hockey season. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians, by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only and 19 older, please play responsibly. Now, Armand, where do you even begin on this game? There's so much that has gone wrong. And when we were talking about the about uh, some of the topics, I don't even, I, I, I didn't know how to start this off. But I guess let's start off from the, the start of the game, right? This has been consistency. We've started the game slow every single game for the past like five games now, right? We've been letting off, uh, uh, we've been allowing power plays. We've been, or we've been going on the on the penalty. We've uh, allowed power play goals. We've just started the game slow, frantic, and honestly sloppy. Um, yeah. So what's your thoughts on that? Because it's it's a worrying trend now. Yeah, definitely. We've given up the first goal in our last five games. Uh, slow starts have been a problem for us for quite a few years, honestly. So, uh, you know, it's not a good trend to have, you know, against Vegas took a penalty two minutes in, gave up a power play goal within four minutes. We gave up 
really two power play goals because Kessel scored first and then that was taken away from him. <clears throat> but yeah, we were outshot eight to one, giving up three pretty grade A chances while generating a grand total of 0.02 expected goals within the first 10 minutes. We were dominated in shots and expected goals. And that was this game. Last game against Winnipeg, we played well, but we still gave up a goal within four minutes due to a defensive breakdown. And we took the first penalty seven minutes in. Against Dallas, we were outshot double in the first period. We were dominated in expected goals. We got scored on 14 minutes in and took a penalty five minutes in. Against Arizona, we won't even get into that game. It was a complete, <laughs> Thank you. I don't even want to bring that up. But again, power play goal, first period. Ottawa, penalty eight minutes in, power play goal given up nine minutes in. Washington, even though we had a great first period, we again took the first penalty two minutes in. Montreal, again, scored first, but we took three penalties within the first 13 minutes and the first being two minutes in. This has been the standard for all seven games this season, mm -hmm. and it is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. You are the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> you have skill. There was a clip that was posted, uh, I think Tic-Tac-Tomar, of Keith telling, like, on the bench, saying, just effing skate, we need to skate. If you have to tell a group of professional NHL players to skate, something is wrong. That is <laughs> the most basic instruction. Just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why cannot, why can we never start on time? It is such, like, an epidemic for this team to just <laughs> play well for like the first 10 minutes. I don't get yeah. it. I don't understand what to do with like, I don't know what they have to do. They took a timeout after Kessel scored. And that was to give, you know, the video coach some time who was evidently the only person who started on time on our staff. <laughs> but the rest of them, like you took a timeout. You have the time. I just don't get it. And they scored like two minutes after that timeout. What are yeah. you doing? It's it's so disappointing, and we I, I remember the first game of the season we were also doing game over, and uh, we mentioned the slow start, and we're like, hey, maybe it's just jitters in the beginning of the season, right? But hey, it's been it's been a while now. It's been seven games. Like you need to start getting uh, getting this under control. And honestly, they took it even a step further. This game not only was the first period a bad start. Every single period, they started slow. Yeah. They looked horrendous every single period, uh, at the start of it specifically. And yeah. um, they they just looked sloppy, and they were being bailed out by Samsonov. Like, yeah. last Hardcore. game... Yeah. The, the, these last couple of games, Samsonov has been bailing the absolute crap out of this team. And the only reason we were even still in this in, in that third period, or up until that third period, I, I should say, was because of Samsonov. Samsonov gave us a fighting chance um, for his players to realize that they're the damn Leafs and they're, they're hockey players, professional hockey players that know how to play this damn game. If it wasn't for him, this, this would have been a massacre. It, it yeah. wouldn't even be close. Yeah, Samsonov, if we managed to pull off a win by any, like, no matter what happened, Samsonov would be the first star. Because we gave up, this was our worst defensive game of the season. Uh, like, I'll just put that out there. We gave up, like, 4.47 expected goals. And, you know, you can say, like, oh, power play. 3.86 of that uh, was 5-on-5 five five alone. Like, we should have lost this by far more than two goals. This was like a five goal deficit if, you know, Samsonov played like an average goalie. Yeah. It's, it was a horrible game 
defensively. And like expected goals is like just one thing, but like if you actually, you know, watched the game, it was worse than the expect. Like I thought we gave up more than the expected goals would say, you know, within context, because a lot of that was two on ones and stuff that you can't count for through expected goals because it's, you know, we don't have position data, but yeah, it was just awful. There was constant defensive breakdowns, constant like breakaways. The the Vegas split the D so many times that game. That was like our defense, our defensive core's worst game. Like Brody had mm-hmm. an awful game. Yeah. Awful. And he is usually very steady for us. So I'm not going to dog on him too much, but just awful. God awful. It was I don't even know what to say about like the defensive game here. It was horrible. Like, and this this was such a Leafs game with how Kessel scored first, and then it got taken <laughs> away, and then you know Amadio, who played like three games for us, scores the third goal, and he barely he like never scores, but of course he does. He's a form relief. It's just stupid, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, it's tough because it happened with Babcock as well, mm-hmm. and now it's happening with Keith in terms of like the slow starts mm-hmm. and like just long periods of play where the Leafs don't play to their potential. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times you think it's a coaching issue sometimes, but like how many coaches do you get to go through mm-hmm. before, you know, you start pointing to the players and say, what's like, what's going on. And the other, the other problem is like we, in, in our forward group, we saw um, when, uh, when uh, Clifford and Simmons gave, were given an opportunity, right. It lights a fire under, under everyone's asses to, to try to uh, perform better and earn their spot in the lineup. Right now on the yeah. defensive side, we've had so many players have injuries. It's difficult to see where in the depth we can bring people up to, yeah. I guess, get an opportunity, right. We're kind of hamstrung here where we don't yeah. have many options. We kind of have to play it out and hope, uh, hope that, they they start playing well right we, we don't know what else to do in this situation right yeah i think justin hall deserved to scratch after this game mm-hmm. um but he can't get one because our next guy up is philip Krell because just jake muzzin's injured um timothy lilligren's injured uh and then carl dahlstrom is also injured and jordy ben is injured and <laughs> you know it's like your top four four of your top nine i it's, think oh. yeah and isn't this such such it classic is it beliefs is. though, where it's just a one, just one area of our, of our of our team has to have some like crazy injury going on. Where we're just hamstrung on players, right? Yeah, but honestly, speaking on like the whole uh, Simmons and Clifford being in, Engvall got put into this game after being a healthy scratch. He was way too tentative still. Like Keith before last game talked about how after the injury uh, Engvall was skating too tentatively and there were a lot of uh, puck battles that he shied away from and Engvall is 6'5", he's got a long reach, he can you know, he's actually good at puck battles Mm -hmm. and you know, seeing him not engage in those was very disheartening to see after he just got scratched, you know I want to see a lot more from Engvall uh, from that perspective, and this was not a particularly good game from him. Mm-hmm. We'll see so. where we'll see where where um, Sheldon Keith goes with the lineups uh, and try to shake things up. Yeah, I mean we have some time before our next game. Our next game's on Thursday, so run these players Begscape. through the Begscape. Huh? You don't get any days yeah, off in just Vegas here. Run them, Begscape them every run game. them through through hell. Like just give them absolute hell at this point. That's the only way. Um, but let's talk about a little bit of a shining point and uh, 
the little scare that we had in that third period with Tavares. Very that scary. second line looked phenomenal, first of all, as as they, they consistently look. Offensively, at least. Yeah. Not uh, defensively. But yeah, exactly. They did look phenomenal, yeah. And um, <laughs> Tavares has been a, a pivotal uh, a pivotal part of that 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 line right so yeah. seeing him get a get an injury was very very worrying he took a shot to the knee and um he didn't he put was, any weight on it at first yeah he like, was, that was down it was for scary. a long time and even yeah. when he was get, getting pulled back to the bench absolutely no weight even when he was getting pulled uh getting uh lift up to the to the locker room he was in a lot of pain now the the one good thing that the Leafs that Leafs fans can look at in this is at least he came back out and he skated but man did that look scary for for the time that he went off it looked really bad yeah Tavares is very integral to our team especially right now with Matthews and Marner kind of uh being a little snake bitten um to to say the least at least uh Matthews also kind of scored today um and it just didn't go in so it is what it is but Tavares and Nylander uh and Robertson that line has been uh pretty electric offensively and they scored again to, uh, today off of a very very good play by all three of them again mm -hmm. uh nick robertson with a very uh a very solid second secondary assist he fought for that really hard so really good to see that in a in a player you know uh, i think a lot of people think uh badly of the toronto maple leafs when it comes to to people who have that drive at least you know i think a lot of his a lot of discourse surrounding the Leafs is about how they're soft and whatever. So Robertson being five nine and just fighting for his life every time he goes into a puck battle is really good to see. But uh, speaking for John Tavares, he is firstly our captain, so most important thing. <laughs> uh, but also he's really good at hockey. Mm -hmm. He's one of the most underrated players. Like I don't know what people are. I understand that he's getting paid a lot of money, uh, but he was a UFA. That's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Why are people like talking about how he is a like I, I saw shit over the summer talking about how like he made the team worse when we signed him because of like really? that stuff. And it's just like it's John Tavares. It's like yeah. like I understand the argument. I really get the argument because it's eleven million dollars in your cap that you can't allocate elsewhere. But it's John Tavares. And listen, okay, uh just a quick interjection, like even the cap issue we didn't know that COVID was going to happen. The cap was projected yeah. to go up. Like realistically, yeah. we can give flack to, to Dubas for, for giving these crazy contracts, but in his mind, the contracts were going to go up or the, this, the salary was going to go up. Um, the cap. It's a, so, it's a risk. Yeah. Anyways, and we got I think, screwed by it, but it's, it's, very I think it's revi to... revisionist history. Anyways. Um, I like, agree with that. Actually. Yeah. I do agree with you a hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, so Tavares going down would be pretty uh, detrimental right now. Uh, specifically because our first line isn't doing too hot and our second line is doing very hot. So, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of throwing a wrench in there would be pretty bad. So I'm very, very, very glad, not only for his health and uh, his wellness, to see him kind of come back to the bench and take a few shifts after that as well. You know, that kind of leads me to believe there's no structural damage, mm -hmm. you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, and it was just pain because, uh, you know, that it was a slap shot to the knee, like it, I'm sure it hurt quite a bit. So I don't know. I don't know what, uh, how he came back so quickly, but I'm glad he did. Hopefully it was just a, a bruise or something like that. But you know, if he misses time, it'll be a bit tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll see how that goes, but I, I guess we, we do have at least a, a player in the, in the wings waiting for, uh, for a shot to come back. Right. Yeah. I've been, exactly. I've, I've been a huge fan of Mulligan. Um, 
I think he he deserves it regardless. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, after this game. Oh after yeah. This yeah. game. Shake yeah. One hundred percent. Shake shake the lineups up, man. Like uh-huh. that bottom six has not been good for the entire season. Like we need a shakeup. We mm-hmm. just need a shakeup. So uh, yeah, Mulligan was playing with uh, Nylander and Robertson in the preseason when Tavares was injured. So I'm curious if Tavares does require some maintenance time after this game, you know, what line they kind of move towards. Um, like, you know, I think a lot of people might think Kerfoot comes up to that second line because he's played on the wing before in the second line and he's a center as well. So you could play the two C role as well. Mm-hmm. But I think Nylander is ready for that center role on the second line in, you know, in pinches, like if John Tavares is injured. And Robertson and Mulligan kind of showed some chemistry. I'd like to see that. Um, so, you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we don't need to make a lineup change on the second on the second line because uh, Tavares, Nylander, and Robertson has been working very well. So it's good to see, especially because last season as well. Like, I think last year when in the playoffs, I made comments about the Tavares Nylander line like not working chemistry wise mm-hmm. because. You know, when I was watching them last season, even when they were both individually really good, there was this weird thing where it's just like they didn't look to gel very well last season. You know what I mean? Like, even though they both individually played well and put up points, it it felt very like individual efforts wise. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like when you when you looked at Marner and Matthews when they were playing at their best, like they were just a dynamic duo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rather than like two individually very good players. Um this year I have not seen that at all. Tavares and Nylander are connecting so much and they know where each other are constantly and Robertson has fit in so well with that line, uh kind of being this like small energy player who's got a amazing shot like you know sniper so um yeah that that line was the was the one good point uh outside of Sam Snob playing fantastic as well but yeah there's very little nice things to talk about in this game honestly (laughs) like it it was a uh, like 89 90 people are watching this right now I don't know one, how you're doing 1 a.m. by the way. It's 1 a.m. 1 a.m. In, <laughs> in Toronto, Eastern Standard Time. If I didn't have to do game over, I would be asleep right now, probably crying myself to sleep, uh, <laughs> getting ready for work tomorrow. I don't know why you guys are here, but the, thank you guys, because uh, I I don't know how you guys go through that. That's stupid, man. I would not be watching a post-game show right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is how you know they're true fans, eh? Yeah. <laughs> They're here through the but, thick of it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a very tough game. And, you know, outside of the, like, last 10 minutes of the first period and then the, the Nylander goal, there weren't any bright spots. Yeah. Now, like, just nothing. I, I did want to want to quickly touch on on Matthews, right? Because he seems like he's a little snake bit and he's had one goal and in, in have this I, I believe it's one goal this this season so far right so yeah. it's he's on pace similar to what he had last season where he had another slow start right now yeah, but last season he was injured he had the wrist season. injury exactly yeah so that's what i wanted to get to is is what do you think is going on with him right now do you think he's just he's just snake bitten do you think he's he's <clears throat> not getting some great shots like well, what do you think is happening um to cause this well we talked about it last game as well because he had like three assists last game or something like that uh, and he played really well, but he never scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he fanned on a shot that was like 99 times out of 100. Matthew scores those. 
And again, today, like he, he had a worse game than last game, of course, but today he, uh, he nearly scored in the first period and it like, I don't know if it hit the post or if um, the goalie made the save there, but it like, he was a millimeter away from scoring. It mm-hmm. looked like there's part of it. I think is that he's snake bitten, but he's also taking shots from like the blue line, which I like on the power play, he did it a couple times. And I was like, is he is he searching for it too much? Like, well, is there is there a timing thing that's off of it, and he's kind of going through a slump, and that's causing a psychological, you know, mistiming of you know when to shoot, what to do, etc. Like some s- stuff like that. Because Matthews is a fantastic scorer, but some of the shots he was taking were uh, a bit suspect to me. Um, he'll get over it. It's Austin Matthews. He scored sixty goals last year after getting one in the first six. Mm-hmm. Like I, I forgot what the pace was in his last 50 games, but it was insane. It was ridiculous. So, yeah. He's not someone I worry about like for a full season perspective. Um, it's just sort of right now he's a bit uh, snake bitten a bit, mm-hmm. you know, off his game potentially, uh, but he's still playing well. He's still backpacking. His defensive game is still pretty solid um, and he's getting chances. It's just a matter of, one when one goes in i think he'll get hot you know and the same goes for martyr the the thing about martyr that i oh, worry today about, off the off the more too yeah off the bar that yeah. was so unlucky off the breakaway sorry continue. yeah the, yeah no the thing i worry about martyr is when he gets into a slump you can kind of see his body language uh change a little you don't mm-hmm. see that too much with matthews um but martyr is at his best when he's playing like himself and he's having a, a lot of fun um you know, when he kind of went through the slumps he's gone through in his career, uh, you could kind of see him get down on himself. And uh, that's something that I worry about a little, especially because, uh, like, we had a, a change, like Greg Harden, who was our performance, uh, I, I don't know what his official title was, but he worked with Marner last year regarding his uh, his mental game, mm-hmm. is no longer on the team, I believe. Um I'm not sure what happened, but I, I, I didn't see him on the uh, staff page. So I'm, I don't know if he's going to be on the team. I don't know what the situation is, but uh, I was kind of curious about that because I think Marner definitely benefited to having uh, someone like that to talk about his game with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, we haven't like, it's pointless for us to talk about. It. We have no inside information and it's obviously very inside information but uh hey, but we can speculate just, yeah it's just something that i was curious about uh yeah. more so than anything and it's just like you know marner like is an amazing player he's gonna get he's probably gonna get 90 points even in this season if uh you know he plays a full season and doesn't get injured mm-hmm. uh so i'm not again not worried about him we know that first line works we saw it for a full season uh, it's just a matter of them getting into it and getting into a rhythm, which I think they need to do. Um, Definitely. This game, I thought they were eh, not very good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is what it is. No one was really good this game other than Samsonov and Tavares <laughs> and Nylander, So. Yeah, we had a couple, a couple of shining stars, but yeah, definitely a little somber on that. Um, but yeah, for everyone, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the episode so far. Make sure you're liking, you're commenting, you're subscribing. Hit the bell notification. We got a ton of great, uh, a great shows that we have on SDPN. Um, so we're very thankful that you guys are here. I know it's one a.m. Super, super late. Um, I'm exhausted. But uh, one thing we need to hit on though is Phil fucking Kessel. 
Phil Kessel tying the Ironman um, with Keith Yandel for his 989th consecutive start. I and what what first of all, what better uh, what better game to play that or and, have that right. game against than with the Leafs, where you had Poetic. half of that exactly half of that start has been with the buds. But um, to put this into context, this streak started in 2009. I. I don't think you guys understand like how ridiculous that is. That's over a decade that he's been started in every game consecutively. And this includes yeah. like the Pittsburgh runs where where they were they, they had the long runs in the playoffs and whatnot, right? Um this is unprecedented. This is crazy and um honestly well fucking done, Phil Castle. Like he got a lot of flack over the years for a lot of shit. But I am so happy that uh, he's he's he reached this milestone, and um, I just feel a little sad that he got his 400th goal taken away from Take him. Take it away, and that then they scored right so after sad. anyways on the power play. Like, just why? I, that would have been why so good. Why is the good. offside review a thing? <laughs> Give it to him. Yeah, uh, Phil Kessel. You know, he had a pretty tough go in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, but I I think most Leaf fans, despite you know that kind of era of the Leafs. Uh, really love Kessel, and he 100% deserves that love. He is, oh yeah, he's a an incredible legend. player. And uh, you know, two cups right after leaving the Leafs, just you know, classic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 989 games straight uh, without being injured or scratched is incredible. Yeah, and you know, I don't want to take anything away from Yandel because he did this last year. Uh, but you know, coming up to the end of that streak for Yandel was uh, kind of a situation where he was getting in games because of the Ironman streak. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't, he, he wasn't performing particularly at an NHL level, but uh, you know, it, it would be kind of a dick move to take him out when he had the streak going. Phil Castle deserves to be playing still, you know, he's still a good player. He's still a really solid uh, force on the ice. Uh, he's got a sick shot. He's fast. And yeah, just to have that durability playing the minutes he does is really, really impressive. Um, Very few people can do that. You know, uh, we're all kind of sitting back waiting for the next injury to our Leafs players. So it's something that I think we took for granted when we had Kessel in the league. You know, we're we're sitting here with like four injuries to our defensemen. It's common. It's common to get injured in the league. So, you know. To uh to go nine hundred eight that's almost a thousand games and I really hope he hits a thousand and just soars past that yeah you know yeah incredible In player fashion as well <laughs> <laughs> incredible player one yeah. of the most like yeah fun players to to watch in an interview to watch play like he's he's just really oh, he's great on the mic uh, speaking about that I guess um I want to get your your favorite Kessel memory I'll give you a minute to think about that um. But for me, honestly, like there's been such great Kessel moments, like that 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 uh, All Star game where he was picked last, got the got the car for for being picked last. There was that, but yeah. honestly, the um the cup win where he was eating hot dogs hot out dogs, of the cup, yeah. Chef's kiss, beautiful, beautiful meme. I absolutely love that, and that this just shows you like. <laughs> That's just classic Phil, eh? Just yeah, saying, fuck great. you to all the haters and just eating some dogs, having some fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> when I forgot who it was who asked it. I think it was uh, Pierre. 
uh, Maguire when he when he was like, "How's your breath?" because he was panting, and then and then Phil <laughs> Phil talks about like needing gum or something because he thought he was talking about his like the smell of his breath. That was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, all my favorite film moments, even though he was such an electric player to watch on the ice, have nothing to do with his on ice play. <laughs> it's just purely his personality and how he carries himself. Like one of my favorite moments from Phil was um, we were playing Buffalo. And John Scott, who's like 6'7", 250 pounds, an enforcer of his time, uh, picks a fight with Phil. And it, it ends up in like a line brawl. But <laughs> Phil just kind of skates away and just like circles John Scott as he's like trying to follow him and starts slashing him at the ankles with a stick. <laughs> I love that. That was hilarious. You know, Phil Phil's a national treasure. I love him so much. <laughs> You know, both in America yeah. and Canada, because he's American, but I'm considering him a Canadian national. Listen, he's, he's like a, Toronto. He, at the very least, <laughs> he's a Leafs treasure. Yeah. We will uh, value him forever. <laughs> or or the tweet when uh, in the Olympics, the US Olympics. Oh, yeah. That was he so got, funny. He wasn't taken in the game. Yeah, he wasn't like, taken oh, in the game. about with my dog. Uh, <laughs> I think I should be doing something here. Yeah. Oh, what a legend. I, love like, him. So, I feel like his, he's just one of those guys that are just like, unintentionally fun just natural it just comes to him naturally yeah fucking fantastic on and off the ice i love you phil i Um, really wish he scored he deserved it i would have yeah i would have rather lost 4-1 and have him get that goal dude i was so excited that that was was a shit game anyway exactly just put him in we we didn't do anything with the rest of it so just like (laughs) give him the empty net we should have just passed it to phil on that power play at the end and just let him get him on the pk just give it to him let him get his 400 carry on we didn't do anything with it anyways we we're just passing back and forth for two minutes <laughs> down two goals hey it is what it is he'll, he'll get us soon anyways but yeah uh, you know it's it's game seven we got what if like 70 more to go so exactly yeah hopefully they can figure it out <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think uh that's gonna do it here for us um Thank you to everyone again for staying up late. Um, it's nice seeing you guys, seeing a lot of the familiar faces in the chat. Um, and yet, this was a disappointing loss. We got some time before our next game against the Sharks. That's going to be on Thursday. So make sure you tuned in for that. Um, That'll be a 10.30 game. So even later. Exactly, yeah. Well, so We will be there listen, covering it. You'll, you're used to it by now. And uh, <laughs> one thing, Keith, just run these players through the fucking mud. Yeah, please. you got three... Three days. Yeah. Three days to get their act back together because Jesus. Exactly. Horrible. Like no days off in Vegas. I'll say I'll say that much. Like Keith better not give these guys a day off tomorrow. Like I do not want to see that. You're back at practice. You're bag skating. (laughs) That was a dog shit effort. Like, come on, get back into it. Well we'll see. Hopefully the they perform better against the sharks, but we'll see. Um but that's been it from us. Thank you guys for watching again, and uh, we hope you had a, a great, uh, a great, uh, I guess, like episode. You guys hope you had fun. We'll see you guys Thank later. You. Bye.